Mike Stoops goes, what happened? And I'm like, they just reached our shade, our five, our nine. Everybody's laying on the ground. He said, where's Teddy? (laughs) I said, he's on his ass. Hour number two, hanging out in T-Town, man. I got to tell you, what do you think of Tulsa? Because there's a little bit of a rivalry it's between... It's an question there. Yeah, what do between, I think of Tulsa? OKC and Tulsa, there's a little bit of a rivalry there. What city's better? <laughs> Come on. Um, boy, I'd tell you, there's nothing like Tulsa on Tulsa Day, I'd tell you that much. <laughs> nothing like it. I'd tell you, like, there is something with Tulsa that's causing me a lot of anxiety. I love... The paper tickets. I grew up on the paper tickets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how big of a nerd I am, right? My wife's sitting right behind you. There is a uh, collage in our office of, like, yeah. all the old tickets that I have hanging mm-hmm. on the wall. It's it's pretty dorky. Is it right next to your Big 12 shot collection? Yes, it is. <laughs> no, but the paper tickets, like, I haven't had a paper ticket in three years. And it's awesome. It's cool. It's, like, old school. But I feel like I'm going to lose it. Like we we left it. today, and I'm like, oh, my God, did I get the tickets? I haven't had to worry about getting the tickets in, what, five years since then. So I've been a, a little bit worried about it a little bit. But other than that, we're, we're good. Imagine imagine like having to remember phone numbers and you know making general plans with people, where you're going to meet, what you're going to do. It's crazy, man. We, we, we rely on this stupid thing. I'm telling you. I am really close to smashing the hell out of this phone, never using it again, and get rid of, getting rid of all technology. I think there's no better day like Tulsa Day to do that. Smash your phone. Next segment. Well, Live in front of everyone. Unfortunately, I, uh, business requires I have it. But oh, I cannot wait till the day I don't have to have a cell phone on my hip every single moment of my life. Can I sound like a spoiled OU fan for just one second, please? I thought that's what you were just doing, talking about the paper ticket. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Can I sound like a spoiled OU fan again for the second yeah, time? Sure. Well, I'm just excited to find out what special teams or how OU makes a big special teams play tomorrow. Mm. I'm spoiled. It's obviously going to happen every week now. It's happened twice. We've blocked so how, a kick. Blocked a kick. Um, you had a punt return for a touchdown. Where's the? How's the big special teams play going to going to come tomorrow? Well, I would say kickoff return, but we probably won't get an opportunity on that. Um, it's probably going to be the one time they punt tomorrow. Kip Lewis comes down, smashes the punt returner. They fumble and OU recovers inside the ten yard line. Yeah. That's my guess. I'd like that. I, I like uh, I like whenever we make special teams plays. I think that's you know you obviously you create great field position. It, you know it, it's it's a big advantage in that regard. But man, it creates a ton of energy on the sideline. Whatever unit is about to take the field, you know it kind of changes the whole perspective and the energy as you take the field to start a drive. I love it. That's why I always get so frustrated that um, TV networks are essentially legislating special teams out of the sport. So, <laughs> There's our conspiracy theory for today. It's true. I mean, it's, it's, it's true. You said uh, last segment you want to see more legit individual plays from OU's playmakers. They had to be elite at the skill position players. Yeah. Okay. I guess that leads to the conversation of where, if anywhere, is OU elite right now. 
I'll focus on one particular player. He just had, if not the best game of his career, arguably in the top two or top three. Stutzman's had a hell of a start to the year. How close is he to being elite? Boy, define elite. Or, or elite one of the best three saying? to five. One of the best three to four backers in college football. In all of college football, is, is elite. I, I I think he's close. I think. I think that he. He's, he's got the vision. The vision has really come around. That's where I think he's, he's made the biggest strides. You know, he's always been big and physical and runs well and tackles well. Now, he doesn't have elite speed, but he's starting to – like, when you watch him play, he doesn't look like he's right. not one of the faster guys out there, right? Because right? he's, he's sideline to sideline. So I don't think that's an issue. Um I think that he's he does really good getting to the quarterback whenever he's a blitzer. I think he's he's really good and physical at the point of attack whenever he's tackling. Um, I think the 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 thing that he it's not that he lacks it that he's still um, not it's the it's probably the weakest part of his game and it's not that it's a huge weakness is uh, taking on offensive linemen like pullers and stuff and I think it, it's. It's less about being physical and more about just having confidence and knowing exactly where he's supposed to fit on those guys. And I think he's I think that's coming and I think that's coming, you know, in the next handful of games. And if he's not there right now, I think by the end of the season he'll be in that conversation for sure. Big mistakes have really shrunk for him. Mm-hmm. And you're right, he doesn't necessarily have elite speed, but he just kind of feels like one of those guys and I don't know if he always had this. But the instincts in terms of where he needs to be, um, it's, it's there right now, man. Well, I think just kind of those instincts, being able to find the ball as quickly as he has, has really, really, really progressed since last year. And that's just confidence, man, is what right. that is. Now, I will say this, and I'm not not to take anything away from what he's done. I, I think he's, he's on the, the perfect path. We have not faced a mobile quarterback yet. And the mobile quarterback and whenever the quarterback is a threat to run the football, that's when everything changes defensively. And that's whenever, like, whenever we look back to last year and really started to see um, a lot of the flaws in our defense emerge was can- the Kansas State game, right, whenever we faced a mobile quarterback. Yeah. The next week against TCU when we faced a mobile quarterback. Um, that's whenever – Whatever little flaws you have now become big flaws whenever the quarterback becomes and you're now outnumbered in the running game. That, so that's going to expose a lot. But up to this point, I think he's checked every single box, except for that being physical with the with offensive linemen. So I'm anxious to see kind of the next level. And we're going to see a very mobile quarterback next week, and we'll be able to – and we could, depending on who plays quarterback for Tulsa – we could see a mobile quarterback tomorrow. Sooner Gary says it just took Stutzman lining up correctly to become elite. Yeah, well, I think that that text is meant as a joke, and I think it is. It's funny, yeah, I, and yeah, I agree with I, it. I read that as well. But yes. that's literally the most difficult part of playing linebacker is knowing where to line up. It Nine, seems easy, but it is far from it. 918 says just keep him away from Taylor Swift. 
<laughs> now that now that Travis Kelsey is linked that. to Taylor Swift, oh gosh, so I've seen Brian Kelly linked to Taylor Swift, Danny Stutzman linked it's to like Taylor the new Swift, trend, right? everyone linked to Taylor Swift at this point. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, from the four oh five, I thought. Does, Preston, but, does, hang on, does Taylor Swift have the same negative energy that Katy Perry uh, does, or the Kardashian? That's or the, the Kardashians, worst one. yeah. I mean, Katy Perry single-handedly destroyed our season in 2014, right? Yeah, she did. <laughs> Wasn't that the downfall? That was like, the Katy Perry game, OUTCU that year. You can, you can go back and directly find the moment that it happened. Uh, Kendall has texted this four times, so this is a very – four times in four minutes. Okay. Very pressing question. Will OU hold the Presley kid under 100 yards? Yeah. Braylon Presley is who he's referencing there. Yeah, I think so. But, you know, he's – He's very capable of, you know, and this is why I don't, like whenever we're talking about throwing a number up there, is it okay if they, you know, is it a bad game if they don't hold them under this numbers? You know, there's there's going to be players that are, are capable of, of hitting a home run on you at any moment, and he's one that it, that is. Like, if he finds some space and you happen to be in the wrong defense and someone misses a tackle at the wrong area and it's a race to the goal line, <laughs> You know, get the kickoff return team ready. 580, Stutzman and Canick give me Kalmus and Lehman fives, Ooh. especially when Canick gets it figured out. Yeah. I could uh, only imagine you and Rocky doing uh, ninja videos in the offseason. Oh, yeah. Heading into the 01 season. That would have been sweet. I think the only time I ever saw Rocky Kalmus outside of the football facility is whenever he hosted me when I was a recruit. <laughs> Other than that, Football oh, only. Mike Blue was here earlier, and he's good friends with the Kalmus family, and he says, dude, he never never did anything, never really had a vice. I, I don't yeah. know why I had this thought of Rocky, like, well, God, he's playing with a broken arm, two broken fingers, a broken yeah, foot every single week. He may need at least a little whiskey to numb himself. No, nope, sounds oh like God. Rocky just kind of took care of business. Oh, man, that's funny, though. Uh, I'll tell you something to look for, though. Um, I, and we've talked about this this week. So, I, I mean, I hate to recycle the same stuff over and over, but Stutzman and Kip Lewis on the field at the same time, that's been been something that we've seen a little bit now. And um, I think that Kanick is further along mentally than Kip Lewis is. But at the same time, like, he plays the mic. Kip plays the will. The mic is way harder than the will. So, you know, you do have to factor that in a little bit. But, you know, moving Stutzman to Mike, which he can handle right now, and he really probably is more of a Mike backer, you know, because you're bumped out on three. You, it, it's, it's nice to have a little bit more length in the, in the passing game at the Mike backer spot. Um, and Kip playing the will. I, I think we, we've seen it in both games so far. One drive, you know, yep. a handful of plays. Curious to see. But early, though. You know, not yeah. like just no, it's, not, not that last week really afforded you a lot of opportunities with a lopsided score, yeah. just throw whatever. But that's it was really the game. watch. Kip Lewis reminds me of one of those guys. It's not ideal. I mean, you don't want this to be the case in two years. But even if he's wrong mentally, he can still end up being right just because yeah. of what type of player Overcome he is. It. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you overthink things. Well, one guy had like 17 tackles. The other guy had 10 in like you know, a quarter of the plays, why don't we try and find those guys on the field at the same time a little bit more often? You know, like if, if you really boil it down to that, like that's why I say look out for it because production at the end of the day, production is hard to ignore. And if you can 
get both those guys out there, and Stutzman can can control the defense from the Mike Backer spot, and Kip Lewis is out there running. It's something to think about. Gutter from Grove says, real question is, will Teddy be attending the Sean Kingston concert before the game? Yeah, baby. I'll, well, I don't know. He what might get you start? on stage. Um, and I it's don't over, know. I, I thought I heard someone say that maybe it's like at the, like the, I don't know, apartments or dorm area. Is that right by the Well, it should be the apartments or dorm area yeah. if Sean Kingston's going to do a concert. Yeah. That is cool that they're doing that. Who is, have we heard who's going to be... Because in the offseason, um, uh, the Big 12 talked about doing a concert or whatever at Cincinnati for the homecoming deal. Have they ever announced who's going to be there or if they're like, what's going to happen at that deal? The game's at 11 a.m. I don't know. So find someone that can get up at 5 a.m. to go do an 8 a.m. concert is what it sounds like. Sounds like Jimmy and the Geezers. We were in Gulfport, Mississippi one time when I was a kid, <laughs> and they were in concert there. That's probably who it's going to be. Yeah, Some I old think, country band. I think Nelly is like 250K at night, and it goes up the earlier in the day that he has to perform. It goes up exponentially. <laughs> Big 12 can't afford it. That's funny. Big 12 can't afford it. 11 a.m. kick at uh, Cincy. Um, Sam in Tulsa says, any news on Desan McCullough? I haven't heard anything. It's, it's more of a feel than anything. Um, earlier, okay. well, go ahead. No, I just it doesn't sound like Harrington's going to play. Quote, hopeful on Desan McCullough. Like Brent normally, he's he'll normally talk for a while when you ask him a question. Yeah. So when he just says hopeful, <laughs> a one-word response when asked about a player, it's hard not to think that's at least a little telling. Well, I – just from from what I saw him walking around at the last game, well, I'll take it all the way back to the opener. He was on the sideline walking around in a boot after he got hurt and came out of the game in week one. In week two, he was fully dressed, wasn't taped, but didn't have a boot on and was walking around, looked totally pain-free to me. So going off of that and not knowing what your, what, what your situation is going to look like possibly with Justin Harrington at Cheetah moving forward, he needs to play. So if I had to wager one side or the other right now, I'd say Deshaun McCole is going to be up tomorrow. You think he's going to play? Yeah. Harrington probably not. Gentry sounds like he's got a good chance to be back. Someone on the text line asked about Sawchuck. Yeah, Sawchuck will be so Chuck will be good to go tomorrow. I hope so. We need we need to see him. We, and you know, Levy said he, he wants to get those younger uh, backs in the game and get them uh, some touches. We'll see if that happens. All right, we are at Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer here in Tulsa, seventy one oh four South Sheridan. The Garage Burgers and Beer is the perfect spot to watch the big game with your buddies. Visit eatatthegarage.com to find a location near you. Don't take it from me, Teddy. Keep saying how awesome this uh, location. At 7104 South Sheridan is. It is. I think it is cool. Um, let's see. We've got – what all we have uh, – we don't have very many big games tomorrow. No, we've tomorrow's not great. The Kansas State – But there's like – it, it's not a big Saturday, but it's interesting. Like Kansas State, Missouri, I think is interesting. Arkansas. I do think Tennessee and Florida is interesting. Arkansas and BYU, interesting. I tell you what could be interesting tomorrow night. South Alabama going to uh, Oklahoma State. Yeah. And, you know, I think they'll be fine, but it is interesting to see if Texas can handle some success 
because they got a Wyoming team coming to town that uh, obviously they knocked off Tech, but, you know, they're outmanned, but. Well, Quinn Ewers held a team meeting, so obviously they're going to win by 50. Remember that? I forgot about that. Tuesday, he told us all. Man. Very Texas-like. They hold a team meeting or a players-only meeting, and and the entire world has to know that they had a players-only meeting. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Like you want to, you want to really mess with a message board. Just put a, put a little, you know, uh, a statement out or whatever. Say that you heard the team had a players only meeting. Jackson Arnold Total called a players only meeting. Meltdown. There you go. Oh my God! What could they be talking about in there? That's funny. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line six five one three four three nine Knippelmeyer text line. We'll be back. It's Tulsa Day, live on the ref for the homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman at the garage here in Tulsa, 7104 South Sheridan. Smitty's Garage Burgers and Beer, third annual Tulsa Day. Can't wait to be at Chicken the Wolf before and after the game tomorrow. But, hey, if you can't go to OUTU and you're in the 918, come up to this location. Trust us, it's great. 7104 South Sheridan. Or check out eatatthegarage.com to find a location near you. If you're in the OKC area, my wife and I, were at the garage all the time, man. I tried the Sticky Finger Burger for the first time today. Yeah. Fantastic. It was the last burger on the menu that I've tried. I've tried all the other ones. Uh, Maybe top three for me, man. I was very, very impressed. Well, You know what you're going to get with the garage, man? You're going to get a good burger. The beers are always cold. The TV setup's awesome. It's a perfect place to watch college football. No, the burgers are opinion. always great here. Love them. Well, we got to find out the under the radar player for tomorrow. So we'll ask the text line to fill it up 405 651 3439. Under the radar player brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Boyd Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under the radar shooter startups. Learn how you can help support OU innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. I've been giving you an under the radar storyline before yeah. we get to our under the radar players. and know how under the radar really I, I think it is with the offense being the focal point tomorrow will we finally get a level of pass rush that everyone can agree oh, okay that's what getting to the quarterback looks like no it hasn't necessarily happened the first two games it will not happen tomorrow either I, I think our pass rush has been good I think it's been I think guys are winning we we are uh, we're getting on edges but, you know, I've been talking about it. Everyone's max protecting against us. They're keeping seven guys in. They're blocking four guys with seven. That is a win. That is a massive win for us. If they can't get five guys out into the route and they've got to keep them in to block, that's a win. That's why people can't throw the ball on us. That's why our third down uh, numbers look so good right now. If Tulsa decides to try and get five guys out, and block our four with five offensive linemen, we'll destroy them, and we'll be all over the pocket. We'll have sacks. We'll have um, pressures. We'll have interceptions because of that. So I, I got no problem with it right now. But I don't expect the numbers. I mean, it could happen, but I'm not expecting the numbers sack-wise to all of a sudden just shoot through the ceiling because I don't expect Tulsa to – you know, throw caution to the wind and get their quarterback murdered 
by you know not max protecting. So well, I, I'm glad you're never dramatic when <laughs> talking about getting the quarterback murdered. Tomorrow. Well, I you know you you've got to give yourself a chance if you're Tulsa, and the way you give yourself a chance is you know keeping guys in to protect and try and make a pocket to where you can push the ball downfield to some degree. OU Optimus says under the radar the tight end position finish a block. Mm. Pandan, yeah. Texas says, Nick Anderson will have a huge game tomorrow. Boy, I they hope throw so. in the ball. I hope so. He, man, it's crazy because if we have a first-round wide receiver on our roster, it's Nick Anderson. And we haven't seen a whole lot of him up to this point. Uh, from He's the ni- young, though. From the 918, hey, guys, my dad is there. Will you shout out Jeff Jimenez? He looks like a meathead, and yes, tell him his son Alex said that. There's is that bu- you? Yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of meatheads here. I, hey, did you uh, did you meet Sark's vodka? I did meet Sark's vodka. Um, interesting. Well, Sark's vodka had a great phone call after the OU Arkansas State yeah. game. I, it was starting to go off the rails a little bit with did the you pass steer rush. Him back? No, no, no. He steered everything back in. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he just told me that. His buddy told him, I guess, that night or the next day, hey, a lot of people liked your phone call, to which Stark Spock had just told me, oh, I called in their postgame <laughs> show last night. <laughs> that is amazing. I love that. I love it that. Was a, it was a hell of an effort by him. What a group. Sure. What a group. Sooner Judy says, how about Walter Rouse? Tackle's been steady as she goes. Man, I think that's a great pick. He has been under the radar, but he's been – He's been efficient. He's he's been an anchor over there on the left side. He's been good in the run game. I, I give I give Walter Rouse high marks right now, and you know, I, I think he's going to continue to get better and better. I you know I, again going back to the run game and the variety. I think there's some things that we could do to take some better advantage of how athletic our tackles are, and I hope I I think we will get to a place where we kind of unleash some of that stuff later in the season. E Freaky from Illinois, Zach Schmidt. We need some confidence boosting three pointers before conference play. That wouldn't hurt. I, I think that that's not much action from the punters and kickers. Right, a little bit more for the punter last yeah. week, but and, you know that's that's kind of to be expected. But yeah, there's no doubt. I, we're going to play in some games this year. We're going to play in some one score games. Sure. And you know, whether you like it or not. You could play in some games that are going to be decided by a kicker on on one side or the other. So, yeah, which you know he seems to be in a pretty good spot right now. You know, I, I got no complaints. But obviously, the more more practice he gets, the more comfortable he feels out on the field. That's definitely a bonus. Nine one eight. Let PJ eat. PJ out of Barre. Yeah, could be a nice spot for him potentially tomorrow. I think he's going to continue to to get more and more reps. More and more uh, percentage of the snaps. He's he's shown some really nice things at times. Um, he's looked like a freshman a handful of times, but the kid is getting better by the week. Nine one eight. My under the radar is Mister Double O Q. Jaleel Farouk will have two tutties, one by the ground and one by the air. Mm. Is my call. I like the one by the ground. They used him in different ways last year. I guess he got what one carry um, in the Arkansas State game. But after that move he put on to SMU defenders, do they get a little bit more creative getting him the ball in open space there? Not that they just found out that he's elusive in the open field last week, but, you know, a lot of times it's a play like that where you say, all right, let's let's see what else this guy's got. Let's put him in other spots. You know, are we going to call the touch pass 
a touchdown on the ground? The stat sheet is. I I don't know what you would like it's to like, it as. It's, it's essentially the most amazing accounting trick of all time. It's a handoff, which should only count as rushing yards, but since the quarterback does this with it, you know, it counts as receiving yards and passing yards. It's, it's, it, all it is is an accounting trick, and we've allowed it. It Should, happened about, well, about 2012, I feel like, is when that yeah. first started, right around uh, a little over 10 years ago. How do we, we need to, I don't want to hand it off. We need to get some stats for our quarterback. He's on a Heisman Trophy race. Well, have him just touch pass, it, pass See, it instead I, of handing there's, it. There's no telling what's going to get you annoyed or upset. The touch it's pass stupid. is what we got on a Friday. As long as everyone can agree that it should not count as a completion <laughs> or as passing yards, it should be handled as rushing yards, then I've got no problem. I just hope it's someone's Heisman moment some, at some point, some quarterback's Heisman moment. Oh, oh that yeah. touch pass they had, that big top five road win. He had three touchdown passes. What You mean three handoffs is what he had. Indecisive sooner, not really my under the radar, but Stogner gets his first TD tomorrow, and that's a lock. Yeah, um, that's been a um, it's been an interesting case study here. The first two games, he's just not been active at all, and not that I'm totally ready to give up on him if he's not active tomorrow. But we'll be having different conversations well, about the tight end position here moving forward. But there's a bunch of guys that haven't been active. Well, that's accurate. Last week just changed everything, what we thought about. We didn't think that a week ago after Arkansas State. Everyone got involved. Yes. It was the exact opposite. How many wide receivers had over a 20-yard gain in week one? Last week, I'm telling you, man, it just felt like it reset everything, everything that we've seen up to this point. It feels like a week one game all over again. That's what it feels like. It feels like we haven't seen anybody for six months. Are we any good? Uh, yeah. Yes? Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Are they, are they a good football team? Yes. Okay. They're better than they don't, were last don't year. Don't drag me down the negative I'm not, road I'm we had just, to go down yesterday. I'm just line. asking. We're better than we were last year. I think everyone agrees with God, that. God, I hope, so. I hope you'll go there. How much better? Well, defensively, it's night and day. Brother. That's true. Offensively, are we better than we were a year ago? <laughs> do, we, do we have a better running back right now than Eric Gray? No. Not right now. Do we have a better wide receiver than Marvin Mims? got to remember that. Do we have a better tight end than Braden Willis? I guess the answer to all these is no. At the moment. You're asking me the question. You you uh, you already know all the answers. Well, no. I don't know. Okay. Those okay. players have not emerged so yet. So offensively, th- those are fine points. I just, I got to think that the offense is going to be, it's going to look a lot better here in the next two to three weeks. I, I'm not yeah. overly concerned about the offense. I think they'll be fine. I, is this offense going to be good enough to win a Big 12 championship? With the defense that they're paired with, I think the answer to that is going to be yes. How about yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I I think that the ceiling of this offense is very high. I feel I feel good about it. But you know, tick tock, the the clock is is rolling well, I, here. My my concern with the with the offense, okay, the interior of the offensive line. I just I hope that there's not an identity crisis right now. Yeah. Um, there is a slight amount of fear with that, with play calling and tempo and calling plays, while, with having a really good defense. Is there a, that's, I guess that's, my, that's probably my biggest question mark of this entire team right now. Yeah. Is there any sort of an identity crisis on offense? Well, 
I, you know, I don't. I think their identity. I think their identity's fine. I. We just need stars to emerge. Like if if you can slow things down, you can change styles. Like you, it's a lot more flexible what you can do on a week in week out basis. Whenever you've got dependable go to players that are proven, and like right now, I think that may be the problem. Is like we're at the same time trying to find out who our stars are, and also maybe get comfortable with slowing things down and those two things kind of work against each other by the way that's our under the radar segment brought to you by board street ventures board street ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under the radar sooner startups learn how you can help support ou innovation at boydstreetventures.com all right quick time out we'll hit some things that caught my eye next here from the garage in t-town keep hitting us on the text line 651-3439 we'll be back it is what caught Teddy's eye, brought to you by Yala Gosney Law. When you call a law firm, you want to actually talk to a lawyer. At Yala Gosney Law, communication is a priority. That's Yala Gosney Law, 405-800-8080, 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Is Alabama got a new starting quarterback? Tyler Buckner will be starting for Alabama tomorrow at South Florida, yes. You're calling it, or is that announced? I think it's announced. Well, it's. Heavily rumored that yeah. he is QB one tomorrow. What do you yes. ma- what do you think of that? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, I feel like it's not a desperate thing, but it's almost a let's remove yeah. the thought of what happened last week. Like it's almost like a side distraction a little bit. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, after two games, you're just going to pull Milrow. I mean, that's that's pretty quick, man. He, he played really well in week one, but all right. He doesn't look well, – he looks. He looked rattled for a big chunk of that Texas game, and rightfully so. His left tackle was getting beat like a drum over and over and over, which it was no surprise. I watched that guy. Who'd they play in week one? Middle Tennessee State, right? He was getting beat against Middle Tennessee State. Which, nice. Yeah, was not, was not good. So, uh, if they don't fix that problem with the offensive line, I don't think it matters who – well, I mean – they don't have the guy on their roster that's good enough to overcome, uh, you know, a bad tackle out there that's getting them killed. But I, I thought that's interesting. I mean, we're two games in, and uh, Alabama's already replacing who they, they started the year off as quarterback. That's pretty telling. And I don't know. I mean, Saban's talking a, a good game right now as far as uh, – you know, I, he's disappointed in how they played, still thinks the team's got a lot uh, they can accomplish. I don't know. How good are they? And what, what they happens still got a tough road ahead. They still got to yeah. play. I mean, they get these games at home. They get Tennessee at home. They get LSU at home. But it ain't, it's not easy here on out for Alabama, man. And I know the SEC doesn't look as daunting as it did before the year, but they got, they got some tough games left. Man, Real it, tough games. It is the it ebbs and flows in college football, and Alabama was on the uh, the the wave for a long time. If they come down while we're ramping up, I would suggest it's a really good thing. Yeah. Um, I guess Dion had his response right. Got some shades for the players. Every player gets uh, shades <laughs> that's on the roster, buddy. He was making the rounds today. First take was out there. Pat McAfee show, he's out there. It's like, you know, it, it's just funny when you think of like a Bill Snyder or a Bob Stoops or some of these other coaches that are so 
a little bit more buttoned up and throughout the mm-hmm. week, like Nick Saban and Dion just doing every interview that he can nationally the day before the game. Well, wasn't he still employed doing a TV show while he was the head coach at Jackson State? I think with Barstool, right? Or <laughs> yeah, something, at least for a little while. a podcast? Which, okay, and, and here's how this thing works. It's almost like uh, a political campaign to some degree. If Dion continues to do that and has, has success – Sark and, you know, um, the coach from Ohio State, Brian Day, like everyone's going to start doing it, right? They're, they're not going to sit back and let him get all of the attention on all the shows. They're going to start doing God, Muleshoe's definitely going to start doing that Thursday and Friday of game week. I just hope there's not a black uh, Escalade circling the interview or he might get scared off. Still such a weird deal. So weird. Anyway. That's all I had. Kansas is a 28-point favorite this week at Nevada, all right? They're going to cover, too. KU, 28-point favorite at Nevada. It is the largest away favorite role for Kansas ever, ever in program history. They were a 19-point favorite at North Texas in 1995. KU's never been a bigger road favorite than they are tomorrow at Nevada. They've been a favorite three weeks in a row. And I think they've covered easily three weeks in a row correct yes sir i that kansas is i don't think they can win the big 12 but they are going to throw a wrench in the gears buddy they're going to beat someone uh maybe it's texas maybe it's it's not us maybe someone else i don't know they're 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 dangerous 80s on dancing with the stars what do you think of that i uh I, i don't really i don't know anything about his dance moves I think for him personally, being in the spotlight, it's going to be very entertaining nonetheless. I'm rooting for AD to win Dancing with the Stars. You know, it's one of those things, it's kind of like... I don't know if I've ever watched that show, to be quite honest with you. I've, unfortunately, I'm, I'm forced at gunpoint to watch some of it uh, with my wife at times. But, you know... It's not going to be as bad as the boxing thing. Like that was that was that hurt. That well, that's that's when it becomes sad. Yeah, and it's just clearly a money grab, and it's. Just I wish he would have gone straight time. to the Dancing with the Stars thing. But what Emmett Smith won it, didn't he? He man, that was was that six, seven, long, eight years ago. I think ago? it was the first year they had it. And did Jerry Rice do it too? Yes. Did he win it? I. Again, we're talking about a show. We're, we're swimming, in the, to we're know swimming in the deep end right now. Not right? Only, you should know who won it and how many that uh, that little if arena were, if holds. They were co- if they were college football players, yes, yeah. then, then I should know. Right. Um, who's the big? Where's the big upset tomorrow? And is it Mississippi State? Oh, so it's not Penn State at Illinois. It's Mississippi no. State at home. Yeah, Mississippi State well, at hey, home. Hey, you just LSU. quickly shoot that down. I mean, Illinois did have the number one overall total defense a year ago. Well, yeah, doesn't mean that'll happen again. This they year. don't have that D coordinator anymore, and uh, Kansas went up and down the field on Kansas. Put up like what forty yeah. points on them. Yeah, the score doesn't really indicate yeah. what that looked like for the first forty minutes of action. Yeah, they scored a bunch late, but yeah, I I think Mississippi State's going to beat LSU, and I don't have a reason really. So don't ask me. <laughs> what about Colorado just, State? No, just cause. Just cause. That's it. Is, does Coach Norvell know something we don't? Is that why he's uh, no. bringing all the attention to that no, game? No, he knows exactly what we we know is this is the <laughs> opportunity for Colorado State to be in the spotlight. He, d- he doesn't care if they get housed. They were the conversation for 24 hours. Well, he's going to – I'm rooting for him, though. 
he definitely he, rooting for him. He put the ball on the tee for Deion Sanders to say something about him or them in the postgame if they if they smoke him. So. Uh, last one I have, uh, Daniel Koye commits in Ooh. five days, number one player in the state. What do you think? Well, I think he's not going to be in Austin tomorrow. So he, read into that what you will. He opted out of the official visit? Yeah. Do you yeah, think he did just, it after they bought the flight and everything? God, I hope so. <laughs> Spirit Airlines flight, and he declined it. Uh, just no-show it. Just maybe, don't even show up. Maybe he'll be um, around Chapman Stadium tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's a Tulsa He's kid. from the area. That'd be cool. He's a star. God, that'd man. be a great get, man. And, and we talked a little bit about him, I think, earlier this week is, you know, he's, he's going to come into the program raw, but that's not a bad thing at all with right. the staff. Yeah, to develop no. him, I mean, he could be with the frame that he has, six five, maybe a little bit north of two thirty right now. He's a guy that could be an elite pass rusher. Yeah, he could be a force. He's man. big time. What's the anything else out there like on bricks or no not change much, really on him? Not much on bricks. What about uh, the Bussy kid? Not much on Bussy. This is looking way too into the future. But Parker saw Legend Bay last night, twenty twenty six athlete. He's an athlete. They just snapped him the ball at Mesquite Horn in the shotgun. Mm -hmm. Free runner in the backfield. You don't see the spin move as much anymore. This kid spin moves in the backfield off a free rusher and goes and scores like a 33-yard touchdown. Wow. Okay. uh, Number three overall class in 2025 as it sits right now. Wow. And who's like the main? Georgia. Georgia's got the number one class of 24 for this class. And number one for 25. Okay, who's like the main guys in our class, though, that have us ranked that high? Any five stars? Um, No, no five stars yet for 2025, but Kevin Sperry is that. Um, The kid from Shakota is is there as well. Stud. 2025 in this state is, I'm telling you, it's going to be one of the best years ever in the state of Oklahoma for talent. It's loaded in 25, man. That receiver from Shakota is? Elijah Thomas. Awesome. He's great. I can't wait to see him at Oklahoma. All right. Is that it? That's it. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll come back and wrap up hour number two. Central Oklahoma view of GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. On the third annual Tulsa Day, live from the garage, Smitty's Garage, Burgers and Beer, 7104 South Sheridan here in Tulsa. Brent from Jinx on the text line says, I've caught on to Teddy. He's overcompensating from last season by setting our expectations low each week, but inside his heart, he knows the team is drastically better. I wish that was true. <laughs> it sounded good, Brent. I know the defense really is, is drastically better, and I don't expect us to to go six and seven, but I think everything is far from figured out. You know, I I like a lot of our personnel. Offensively, we just – I don't think we go very far without superstars emerging. I, I mean, think about the – what was the preseason All-Big 12 list? Like, I don't care about preseason All-Big 12 list. They had Downs was the only one, right? Yeah. That was it? Yeah, which tells you everything you need to know about preseason All-Big 12, 12 list, but – like we can't, we can't win the conference, make a college football playoff if we don't have shoe in 
guys on the all Big 12 team. You know what I'm saying? And right now, on the offensive side, I don't think we have anyone that looks like a shoe in yet. I'm seeing a scenario take place with this team. And I think with the guys that have you know, been in the program two or three years, this team can be good and it can win a Big 12 championship. But if you're really paying attention to what's going on here, it feels like, um, yeah, they're recruiting over a lot of the players that they inherited. And, yeah. and I get like you right now, and I don't think it's wrong to say that they need more playmakers, more stars. Well, I think they're there. I feel like a lot of these young guys are – there's a lot of promise with that being the case. I, I think Nick Anderson is 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 that type of guy, and and maybe I just don't, maybe I just don't. Obviously, I don't see as much of him. I don't see his practice habits, and but I saw him in week one blocking like crazy. Uh, saw how athletic he is. Like we we have to get to where we can start throwing the ball up and letting guys go make plays, and. For whatever reason, well, I know the reason that Dylan Gabriel's not comfortable doing it is because, you know, he hasn't had a wide receiver that's over six foot tall, and it's hard to throw the ball up to those guys, you know? I think I see Cherokee Sooner over there with an SEC shirt on. Yeah, I do see him. That's exactly what's going on. I like it. it. All right, quick timeout. we got the final hour next.